Have you said yes to the will and the calling that God has made upon your life? On today, we're going to look at this scripture here in Luke, where it talks about being faithful to that which is little. We're going to look at the life of Samson and David and the attacks that they went through that prepared them for the calling that God had for their lives. Make sure you stay tuned. You were listening to Good Treasure Podcast Show with your Bible teacher, Darius Good. He is the senior pastor of Bible Gospel Center and founder of Good Treasure Ministries. He is the author of the books Unlocking Godly Wisdom, Fear of the Lord, David, Man of War, and the children's book series The Adventures of Rai Rai. For more information, visit the website at DariusGood.com. For more information regarding the church, visit the church's website at bgc.family. And now, here's your Bible teacher, Darius Good. Thank you for joining us on today. You are listening to the Good Treasure Podcast Show. My name is Darius Good. Make sure you visit the church's website at bgc.family. You'll learn more about our service times and also the ability to join us virtually uh, for our Friday night services which is called push those services begin every friday at 6 30 p.m and also for our sunday morning services and so all that information is there on the website once again bgc.family also visit my website dariusgood.com to learn more about this podcast show as well as our other podcast shows and you can also learn more about the books that i've written there's quite a few books that are available they will help you with your spiritual growth Visit my website today. Once again, that's DariusGood.com. Today, we want to look at this concept of saying yes to the Lord, being in God's perfect will, and we're going to deal with the attacks that comes as a result of saying yes. And so you are listening to episode 24, and the title of today's episode is The Young Lion. If you're familiar with my teachings, you often hear me use the word systems. Now, systems are a way to obtain a specific goal. But what systems do is they outline the rules, the steps, even the order of the steps that are required. It also includes principles and laws that must be adhered to and followed. All of this is necessary to obtain the objective or the goal. This is how God designed everything to function. With everything that God created, he created it to function and work a certain way. There's rules to salvation. It requires the prayer of confession. You gotta confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus. It requires faith and believing in your heart that he was raised on the third day. The Old Testament system of worship required an animal brought one years old with no blemishes. All of these requirements speaks to us to help us understand that worship unto God, an offering brought to God, there was rules that governed. And so if you wanted your offering to be received, you had to follow the rules. When Jesus explained to them how to pray, Our our father, which art in heaven, this was the system of prayer. And so people debate whether or not this was the actual prayer Jesus was praying. I believe that it outlined the system. You begin with relationship. You begin with worship. Hallowed be thy name. um, Thy kingdom come. The aligning of 
purpose and will with heaven. Also the forgiveness, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So this helps us understand the system God put in place and what areas might hinder our prayers or cause our prayers to be restricted. And so we have to follow the system that God put in place. And so when it comes to the idea of promotion, um, the scripture says that we are to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and that he will exalt us in due time. And what man often tries to do is find their avenue or their ways or relationships that will help, help open doors so that we can obtain certain levels or platforms. But if we have to do it God's way, if we're called to be saints of God, if we're called to be righteous, then it's God that opens these doors. So a part of the system of promotion, because the scripture says promotion comes not from the east, not from the west, not from the south. The one that's left is the north. So promotion comes from heaven, a godly promotion that will open a door that no man can close. Well, a part of this system of promotion in Luke chapter 16, we have some key rules to help us understand how this system functions. In verse 10, Luke 16, verse 10, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Verse 11, if therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon who will commit to your trust the true riches. And so we see in this verse, God is connecting our behaviors and our consistency in natural things, a part of this life. If we are not faithful in these natural things, then God will not entrust us with spiritual things. Now, it's important to understand when I say spiritual, I'm talking about still a level of natural things done in the earth. Ministry always involves people. But when I say spiritual, I mean that there is a spiritual assignment, a calling that comes from God. The Apostle Paul was out doing what he felt was God's work, persecuting the church. And then here comes the spiritual assignment. I've called you to be a apostle to a specific group of people. Those that are Gentiles, those that are non-Jews. And so the, you, you can pinpoint the specific assignment that comes from the Lord. But all this is a result of the faithfulness in these natural areas. So at verse 12, Luke 16, 12, it says, And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? This is also a requirement before God promotes and exalts you to the calling, to the position, the place that he has for you in your assignment. So you have to be faithful in another man's and you have to treat another man's as your own, whether that's a ministry, whether that's a business, whether it's a program that you're working for. I have learned in my experience that I look and see what they're doing and I begin to say, what would I do in their position? Because if you're lazy now, you're going to be lazy when you end up in their position. And so if you want to be in their place as an owner or as a manager, 
then you have to begin to respond that way. If they're cleaning up their, their place of business, then I begin cleaning up the place of business as well. I'll do additional work. I'll wash the bathrooms, even though that's not part of my job. But I realize at some point when I'm in their place, I'm going to need to work and respond the way that they would. So God doesn't trust men. When I say men, I'm talking about men and women that say, when I get there, then I'll make these changes. I'll make these adjustments. It just doesn't work that way. So in Luke 16, verse 10, it says, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. The behavior doesn't change once you've been exalted or lifted up to the next level or next platform. Faithfulness means a person that can be relied upon. That's really the definition of this idea of faithful. That which is faithful in the least. Can you be relied upon with when you think what's in your hands is small? It doesn't have the same impact or value as what somebody else is responsible for. You have to treat it the same. Show up on time. Be consistent. Uh, give hard work and excellent work. All these things are a necessity to show your faithfulness in these natural things. So when we think of the idea of faithfulness, we often think of consistency. We think of endurance. We think of attendance. We think of punctuality. We think of showing up and then giving a hard day's work, a hard day's labor, making sure our head and mind is there, um, giving excellent work. But there's an aspect of this that I want to deal with on today that deals with the attacks that comes because of the yes. Now, of course, there'll be attacks in these particular areas in our consistency, attacks in our timing. Um, if you're, you're trying to be on time, things will, will now show up and you have this level of warfare. But there's also a level of attack that will come to destroy you. And we're going to highlight this on today in Judges chapter 14. At verse three, it talks about the life of Samson. He asked his mother and father to to get a woman, a Philistine woman that he wanted to marry. His parents were upset. But at verse four, it says that his father and his mother knew not that it was the Lord that he sought an occasion with the Philistines. God sought an occasion with the Philistines, for at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. Now, Samson gets a lot of criticism for this decision. The church criticizes Samson for this decision. I've read so many articles about the life of Samson, and I find it strange that the scripture says it was the Lord, and yet preachers still preach that Samson broke the laws of God. Now, they were permitted to marry foreign women, but the foreign woman had to convert. Foreigners were allowed to join the nation of Israel, but they were required to convert and follow the laws of God. And so we have this marriage that God is pushing Samson, marry that woman. And all of this is a part of the assignment upon his life. Why? Because the nation of Israel is praying for freedom, free us from the dominion of the Philistines. And God says, this is my plan. I'm going to send Samson. Well, what's the strategy? 
He's going to marry a Philistine woman. Well, what kind of plan is that? No different than God sending a baby Moses to be a deliverer for the nation of Israel. Now you got to wait for this child to grow up and become a full grown man. What type of plan is that? But this is the wisdom of God. And so through this marriage, it brings Samson into direct contact with the Philistines. He's building a relationship with the Philistines. His father-in-law is now a Philistine. And so at verse five, it says that Samson, his father and his mother went down to Timnath and came to the vineyards of Timnath and behold, a young lion roared against him. Why did the lion come? The lion came because Samson said yes to God. His obedience caused the lion to come. Now we celebrate Samson because of his strength endued with supernatural strength. And of course, he's not the only one throughout the scriptures that God endued with supernatural strength. But we, we associated this manifestation of the Holy Ghost with Samson. But at this point, Samson has not displayed one uh, demonstration of strength until this moment. And so the spirit of God came upon Samson and he tears the lion, tore him in half, killed him. But I want to highlight the fact that the lion wouldn't have come if Samson wasn't on this road. The road that he was on is called the road or path of righteousness. I'm doing this because the Lord said to do it. Well, this is what caused the lion to come. When you're on the path God has assigned you to, guess what? There are going to be attacks along the way. In the story of David, he has the assignment of watching over his father's sheep. So here it is, a man faithful in these small positions. And he's talking to Saul. And Saul, this is 1 Samuel 17, 33. He says to Saul, or Saul says to David, thou art not able to go up against the Philistine to fight with him for your youth. And he is a man of war from his youth. And then David goes into these stories, a recounting of his experience of watching his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. David refused to return home without these two lambs. These were two separate experiences. Two lambs were snatched. And David said, I wasn't going to leave my father's house and come back with two less lambs. This is my responsibility. And so he goes after these, these animals, the lion and the bear, and recovers the lamb. Faithfulness. Now, the interesting thing about these experiences, both David and Samson are both attacked by lions. They both continued on the path. Samson attacked by the lion did not make him say, I need to change. Maybe I should marry an Israelite woman. Maybe this is a bad decision. No, the scripture says that he continued on the path. This was God's call. This was God's will, God's desire for him to have this marriage with this foreign woman. And so he remained on the path in spite of the attack. David, I have a position and now I have to fight against this lion. I have to fight against this bear. 
but they did not look at these experiences as moments of discouragement. A yes to God will cause the enemy to turn his attention towards you and watch both of these experiences were in private. They were not public displays of God's power. Public displays were now, we're celebrating David, we're celebrating Samson. No one saw this. This is before the exaltation to the places God has called these men to occupy. This is just a yes to your will, Lord. And now we're attacked and we have to make a choice. Will you say yes and keep going or do you take your hand from the plow? In Luke 9, verse 62, Jesus told them, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then, then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. These attacks come to cause us to turn direction. I'm on a path. I'm doing what God has now called me to do. And we're attacked in these areas beyond our consistency, beyond our endurance, um, beyond our, 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 our idea of faithfulness. Now we're attacked. We're now the, the effort is to destroy us, to kill us. It's not always a physical attack. Sometimes it's an attack on our emotions. Sometimes it's an attack on our reputation. But the purpose of the attack, if it's not to kill you, then the next level is to cause you to say, Lord, I don't want to do this. And this, for this reason, I believe many Christians have remained in the wilderness in their hearts. They say, I'm called to greatness. I'm called to be a prophet. I'm called to be a minister. I'm called to do this and change my community. I know there's something great on the inside of me, but if you don't endure these level of attacks in private, then you will not be ready for the next level in the next platform. Recently, I did this study on the subject of divorce. I experienced divorce myself, but it was years later that I decided to do a study or deep study on the subject. And the, the study began after having a pancreatic attack. Now, the Lord did reveal to me that this attack was coming. My sister had a dream where I was attacked by a pack of wolves. And then the Lord said to her that they had come to sift me like wheat. Following that, I end up having a pancreatic attack. And so I go to the hospital. I'm in the hospital for five days. They remove my gallbladder. And when I come home and I'm in recovery is when I have this idea of let me search through this subject of divorce. I begin searching because I can't do anything else throughout the day. I had gone into the hospital at 195 pounds. When I got home, I was 173 pounds. They had cut through my ab muscles. And then through the top layer of skin. And then they stapled me together. And so here I am in pain and in recovery. And my mind is working. So I said, hey, I'm going to just work on this project. And so the Lord revealed to me that the attack came because of what was coming. The young lion attacked Samson because of what was coming. The lion and the bear attacked David because of what was coming. In my case, the wolf pack came. They attacked me because of what was coming. So here I am working on basically putting my notes together, which eventually turns into a book. So in the process of putting this book together, the Lord speaks to me and reminds me that during my first marriage, part of my prayer was that I just wouldn't be going through this experience for no reason at all. 
use me in some way to help others that might be going through a similar experience. So because I prayed that prayer, now, as I'm in the process of doing my research, the Lord says, I'm giving you all this because you prayed that prayer. I'm going to give you revelation on this topic and subject. What I didn't realize was that revelation came with a price. So as I'm going back, when I first began writing, it was September 2021. As I'm home recuperating from surgery. Over the course of the next several years, I'm having more attacks, which led to now meeting with specialists to figure out what's going on. They're doing procedures on me, and then I'm having surgeries done. And so the, the surgeries coincided with the time frame of me writing this book. The attack began, and then I began writing the book, and when the writing came to an end, that's around the time that all the procedures and surgeries came to an end. So the book was finally done. Here it is, um, May, June of 2023, when I released the book. And it was August when my last procedure was done. Now, what's even more interesting is the reason I put the book out, because I had some reservations of releasing the book, but then I received a call from a woman from Australia. And she, she calls me, she had been listening to the podcast show where I'm sharing a lot of the information. And she says, take me reaching out to you as a sign that you need to get this book out. And so I said, okay, Lord, I hear you. I'm finally going to release this book. But it's interesting because I hadn't realized it, but the Lord highlighted the timeline that the entire time I'm going through these physical attacks which is really spiritual. It was all because of my decision to say yes to the will of God. So soon around this time, I end up having this dream near the end of completing the book. And in the dream, I come out of a building and a man is standing there. He meets me and the two of us begin walking down the street and he's dressed in an old school trench coat, kind of like Inspector Gadget. And he's carrying a briefcase. Now, 20, 30 years ago, men dressed in this fashion. They carried briefcase. That was the fashionable thing to do. But men nowadays, we don't dress that way. So I recognize it as kind of an old school uh, sort of fashion. As we're walking down the street, he's on my right side. And I can see, well, you can't see his right hand. But when I looked, I saw that he had a fixed knife, a blade, a fixed blade in his right hand. And so my thought was, is this man going to stab me? And so I took out my own blade and it was a folding blade. And I opened it up in preparation just in case. And so when the man turns to stab me, he then realizes I have my own knife in my hand. And so he waits and pauses and then he lunges forward. And so my thought was my blade didn't discourage him. I was hoping I wouldn't have to go through this fight, but here he is lunging to attack me. And I'm like, here, here goes the fight. And I woke up from the dream. And so I pray, I seek the Lord for the interpretation. And he made me aware that I was going to go through attacks for putting this book together. 
So in the process of putting this book together, now that it's complete, the podcast show has been out over a year. Now I'm starting to put little videos together to help promote the information. Now all of a sudden I have a platform and I'll have people reaching out. Now they weren't reaching out on the podcast show. It wasn't until I started doing the YouTube channel. And now I got ministers asking for more explanation. And then I got others that don't like the information that I'm providing. And so now I got people reaching out to me from across the country, tracking down the church, calling. Some are calling to be encouraged, looking for more information, and others are calling to attack me. And so now a platform is something that's elevated. People look up and now they see you. And now all of a sudden you're visible. Now you're noticed. And what are you going to do in this situation? Because the attacks are going to come. And these attacks are in private, not public attacks. I'm not doing a video that's public or on the radio. These are personal conversations over the phone. But the, the, these attacks come for the purpose of bringing discouragement. And of course, it's dual because some are asking for help. And those are the ones I have to begin to focus on. Because if you allow the attacks to get to you, you're going to say, this isn't worth it. I don't want to keep going through this. But the whole idea of faithfulness, being faithful in the little, this is faithfulness in the little. I don't have a major platform. Are you faithful in the little skirmishes and fights when it comes and punches you and knocks the wind out of you? Or will you say, yes, Lord, I'm sticking to the yes that I gave you. I'm answering the call. I'm answering the assignment, and I refuse to cave to the pressure. Thank you for joining us on today. If you're listening to my podcast show, remember to like, share, and to subscribe. Be blessed. You have been listening to Good Treasure Podcast Show with your Bible teacher, Darius Good. This was a Good Treasure Ministries production. Darius is the senior pastor of Bible Gospel Center and author of the books Unlocking Godly Wisdom, Fear of the Lord, David, Man of War, and the children's book series The Adventures of Rai Rai. To learn more about these books or to listen to other episodes of our podcast show, visit our website today at DariusGood.com. For more information regarding the church, visit the church's website at bgc.family. We pray that today's episode has brought revelation and enlightenment. Please like, share, and subscribe to our podcast show. And until next time, may God open unto you his good treasure. Be blessed.